Hey you. Yeah. You. You didn't stumble here by chance, so let's talk. My name is Tyann, but a lot of people call me Taj, and I'm most known for my loud New York personality and my unfiltered opinions. The Melanated Mindset is a safe space for unpopular opinions and heated debates amongst a diverse melting pot of those of us that classify as a melanated millennial. And I don't care if you got a lot of melanin, just a little bit of melanin, or hell, you just melanated by association. Everybody is welcome. Now, I can't speak for y'all, but after seeing what being an adult is really about, nah, I got some things to say. And I know y'all do too. So let's talk about it. Because what's really going on? What is up, y'all? Welcome if you're new. Welcome back if you're not to the Melanated Mindset. Y'all know the flow by now. Getting into my complaint of the week. So for me, today, my complaint of the week would definitely have to be this moving process, y'all. Like, moving is just, it's annoying, it's tedious, it's stressful, it's expensive. Especially, this is our first time moving with a kid, like, and we're moving all the way back across an ocean, like, and just between purging the house, packing the house, dealing with my toddler that's running around, like, still trying to do day-to-day stuff, moving is just getting in the way, and I honestly just cannot wait for it to be over, for real. My highlight of the week is going to definitely have to be the fact that I have been so consistent as far as putting myself on schedules and deadlines and meeting those deadlines and those goals that I set for myself when it comes to the podcast. Like I said it last season, but I batch record. But at the same time, y'all gotta understand I'm in the middle of moving. Like it it would have been too hard for me to literally record an episode every week. Literally like the week of I wanted to batch record a bunch of episodes so that they can go live and I can actually knock out my work and focus 100% on the move. And I'm only able to do that by batch recording. So you guys are hearing these episodes one week at a time, but I may have recorded two or three episodes in one week or two or three episodes in a day. So I literally just got it in anywhere that I could fit it in, like... Anywhere that I had maybe 20, 30 minutes, all right, let me film an episode, all right, let me do this, like, so I'm very proud of myself for being so consistent because this is something that, honestly, I genuinely enjoy, but something that I see so much potential in, so I have to do my part in order to get it to the place that I know it can be in my vision. All right, and moving right along into our Fendi fact of the day. Today's Fendi fact of the day is a research article published by Frontiers in Psychology. And it states, in the context of heterosexual relationships, the sexual double standard leads to a more negative assessment of women than men when they exhibit the same sexual behaviors. So in other words, in a traditional straight relationship, women get negatively stigmatized 
for sexually doing or wanting the exact same things that their male partner wants. Yeah, I already know. The Fendi fact is usually going to roll us into what we're talking about today. Today, we're going to tackle double standards because there are so many double standards, whether that be for friendships, whether that be for relationships, whether that be for straight couples, same-sex couples. There are, like, no one is held to the same standard. Like, no one is ever held to the same standard. Everyone wants to pretend, and it sounds good to say that we all are, but we're, we're not. Men and women aren't held to an equal standard. Nine times out of ten, it's okay for one party to do something, but it wouldn't be okay or deemed socially acceptable if the other party did the exact same thing. Just like the Fendi fact is talking about. Like, why is it that... If a woman is more has a higher sex drive and uh I guess more diverse sexual appetite, like why is that seen as a negative thing? Versus if the man in the relationship had the exact same sex drive and the exact same same sexual appetite, it's just seemed it's it's just deemed as normal. And it's like it's twenty twenty one. I seen a tweet on Twitter that just sums it up perfectly. And it's like, in 2021, women, excuse my friends, y'all, but it, women, we the new niggas. We the new boss niggas. And that's really what it is. So we're doing our part, bridging the gap. Like, y'all not going to continue to just put women in this box. Like, oh, we're supposed to be one way. Or we're supposed to just sit at home, barefoot, pregnant, take care of the kids. Don't get me wrong. Some people want that. And if you do, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But don't push that expectation on all women just because what that was the ideal woman role in what? Before time, we still going off of that. Like we have not evolved yet. Everything about life has changed and evolved. Cars are damn near flying. Shoes are lacing themselves. But yet women are still expected to just sit at home, take care of kids, cook, like, where, why is the evolution not happening where it needs to be happening? Like, wh- it, the way I look at it is, what is anyone trying to prove? Men, when you slut shame women for liking the same shit that y'all like, like, what are you trying to prove? Oh, she's a hoe. She's a hoe because she do the same thing you do? So what does that make you? Like, what are you, what are you trying to prove by making it negative when it's about somebody else? but then turning a blind eye when it's something to do with you. Like, that is something that never made some sense to me when it came to double standards. Like, oh, we expect for gay couples to hold off on the PDA because if children are walking by, we don't want to push gayness on our children or some whatever the wild shit people be trying to justify why same-sex couples don't deserve the same level of PDA that heterosexual couples get. So a straight couple can make out in a movie theater, but if a gay couple does it, oh my God, there's children here. Like, why is everyone not held to the same standard? Straight couples, what are you trying to prove by making it 
something negative when sex, same-sex couples do it, but making it socially acceptable when heterosexual couples do it. Like, what is there to prove? What is the point? I'm going to tell you what I think it is. Is honestly, double standards are in, I could say, 100% with all my certainty. Double standards are rooted in hypocrisy. Literally, double standards are rooted in hypocrisy. Anyone who supports double standards in any way, shape, or form, I feel like that's more telling about your character than the person that you're putting those double standards on. Like, the way I look at it is like, for example, if a man is slut-shaming a woman and calling her a whore because she just has a high sex drive, that just, in my head... He's either trying to make up for the fact that he does not have a high sex drive or he's embarrassed by his high sex drive because society says, oh, like, okay, maybe you might be a sexaholic. Like, maybe his drive is just too crazy. But maybe she matches his. So he has to, like, oh, well, if it's not okay for me, then it's not okay for you. And it's, it's it, it takes self-reflecting because there are people that literally blindly support any of these double standards that I have just talked about. Like, and it, you are a hypocrite. You are a hypocrite. You cannot succumb to certain actions and then want to chastise another group of people for doing those same actions. Everyone needs to be held accountable. Everyone needs to be held to the same standard. Because at the end of the day, we're all human. We're all people. We're supposed to all have the same basic human rights. But yet, certain people get shamed for certain things. And it's just like, what's the problem? I don't, I don't, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And I just don't even understand in 2021, like, why do some of these double standards even exist? Who, who are we? What are we holding on to? Who invented these double standards? Who said men could be more sexually active in a relationship than women? Who made that the norm? To the point, so much so that we're not even fighting it. We're just going with the flow because that's what's been happening. If it ain't broke, it'll fix it. But yet, trying to convert all other aspects of our lives to evolve to match today's time but yet we're still using a freaking barbaric ideology if you will like it's hard to put into words but like okay for so i'll give y'all more examples so for example in friendships there's double standards in friendships too it's not just relationships there's a double standard when it comes to the strong friend like, the strong friend is always expected to be strong. The strong friend is always expected to be there for the group, to to be the strong friend. But that strong friend also has breaking points. That strong friend also has shit going on with them. But anytime the strong friend opens up or is vulnerable, it just, it seems odd. It's, it's that's not your place. It's why are you being so sensitive? Why are you overreacting? You're the strong friend. What are you talking about? You don't ever break down. Like, you're doing too much. It's not that serious. But that strong friend is supposed to be there for the friend that is dripping waterworks at the, the drop of a hat at all times. 
or like, for example, like the positive front or the passive front. A perfect example, the passive front is always expected to be passive. So maybe the other people in the group maybe have a more forward personality, a more upfront, loud personality. And maybe those friends constantly over talk the passive friend because they know that the passive friend is just not going to say anything. They know they're just going to stop talking and let them get their point across. But then when the passive friend speaks up, it's, oh my gosh, you're exploding for no reason. But when in reality, the passive friend is just sick and tired of the double standard. Because at the end of the day, whether I'm the passive friend or the aggressive friend, I'm still a person with feelings. I'm still a person with my own feelings. And I'm still a person that would want to be treated the exact same way that you want me to treat you. And that's just common sense. Like when it comes to relationships, there's always that women are expected to be this superwoman. We're supposed to be the emotional support for the household, the backbone of the household. We're supposed to literally break our backs in the house to keep it clean, keep the household running and organized while the man goes out, does the work, brings home the money. Like, y'all, it's 2021. That shit is outdated. Like, I... I'm sorry, I'm part of the percentage of women that likes to have a job. Don't get me wrong, I will never take for granted the time I am able to sit home and give my son my full attention. But y'all, if I could go back to work, I would have. I can't. I I literally can't. My job is still, the job I had pre-COVID is still not even operating at 100%. And it's just like, the money that I was making at that job wasn't enough for me to pay for childcare for Xavier while I go work. My Literally, my checks would be going just to paying for daycare. So don't get me wrong, I'm very grateful to have been a stay-at-home mom. But this not nothing I ever wanted. I never, ever in my life wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. I was fine going to work, getting to the bag. Because a lot of the jobs that I have, almost every one of the jobs I had, I was good at. Did I like them? No, but I was good at it to the point where it just came easy to me. So who doesn't like making easy money? I like meeting new people, talking to new people. I'm a very social person. So I don't mind going out to work. And after being home with the baby all day, I realized, yeah, work is work, but work is a break from your kids. And I get that now. And I miss that because I don't get one. And I can't wait to go back to the States to finally jump into all of the things that I have lined up. But it's like, why do I feel guilty about that? Why do women have to feel guilty about wanting to be a breadwinner? Not the breadwinner, but a breadwinner. What is wrong with a woman wanting it all? What is wrong with the woman wanting the career, wanting the the loving relationship, wanting the kids, wanting the house? Why are we just subjected to want what life gives us, kids? Like, I mean, like, here, take that. You can't have nothing else. Everything else is out of you. You're asking for too much. Sit at home, pop out the kids, continue to populate this world while we still treat you like shit and give you scraps of everything. That's really what it be coming down to. The world really be giving whoever's on the negative end of that double standard, that person really be getting someone's ass to kiss and it's not fair when the people that are casting these double standards 
do the exact same actions. It's literally like, y'all ever heard that saying, uh, when you point a finger, there's always four pointing back at you. Like, how are you trying to condemn somebody else's actions when you are not a saint? Whether you agree with what they do or whatever it is, you are you are not God. You are to judge no one. Okay, we are all here and in charge of ourselves. Stop worrying about what the next woman or what the next man got going on. That don't got nothing to do with you. What they eat don't make you shit. Worry about you. Worry about getting yourself where you want to be. Don't worry about who's a freak and who's not. If you are, then you be one. And stop trying to talk down to somebody else. If you're a saint and you just decide that you don't want to do anything, don't slut shame people that are overly sexually act that's their business is it you is it between your legs so stop worrying about it like i really don't understand when people be transphobic hopefully why the hell does what anybody else do in their free time bother you why are you worried about what's happening in someone else's home in someone else's bed worry about what's happening with yours Cause if you got that much time to worry about what other people got going on, your shit probably not taken care of. That's just my opinion, though. For real, for real. Like, men are just expected to make all the money. Men are just expected to initiate sex and to just want all of these great sexual experiences. It's okay for a man to want a threesome, but when a woman wants a threesome, it's oh my god, that's so not ladylike. Oh my gosh, she wants it with two men. Oh my God, that's a train. What is the double standard? It is what it is. People like what they like. People don't like what they don't like. Worry about you and let people worry about them. It's literally just that simple. If you like it, they love it. They like it, you love it. And just be, just let it be that. Stop being so judgmental about what everybody else got going on. Because you know what you got going on. And let's be honest, if the world knew what you had going on, wouldn't they be judgmental too? All right then. And nobody likes to be on the other end. Uh, no, Nobody likes to be feel singled out. Nobody likes to feel misunderstood. Nobody likes to feel like they're not heard. So just literally treat people the way you want people to treat you. It's not rocket science. Or at least at the, at the very least, just treat people with what you know to be the bare minimum of respect like give people that much and that's it the world will be a lot better place all right time for y'all to pull out your phones jot this down because we have made it to our black owned business shout out of the week right yeah i know i'm on it i'm giving y'all deets i'm spilling tea excuse me if you have not listened to any of my previous episodes every single episode I shout out a black-owned business at the end. So, therefore, you might run into somebody or a business that you want to, you know, do business with. Give your black dollars to put dollars in the black community. There's no excuse. Can't say you don't know any black-owned businesses. Because here I am, giving them to you straight. This week's business is going to be an artist. If you guys are following me on Instagram, which you should be, because that is where you would find this artist information so first stop what you're doing follow me on instagram at the dot melanated mindset and when you go to today's episode post you will find all of her information 
tags and some examples of her work. Y'all, if you've been on my Instagram page, I love me some good black art. It just feels more personable. Like, when I think about my dream house and I think about the decor, I want the decor to be a reflection of me, to be relatable, a reflection of my life. And I feel like black art does that. I want paintings in my house with black people in them because we are a black family. Like, And I want good quality work. And in starting this Instagram page, I was... In starting the podcast Instagram page, I was really on the hunt for a lot of dope black artists that not just did regular commission canvases, but also digital art so that I could just make the Instagram page just colorful, nice, shed some light on a lot of black artists. The specific artist for today, I have posted her work on the Instagram page before, and it is phenomenal. Her name is Halima over at, at Art Piece. So again, if you want to know how to spell that, if you want to know the links, you guys got to be following me on Instagram. Go to today's episode post and you'll be able to find her, literally find her tagged, go straight to her page and check her out. Because even if you're not moving, if you just want to spice up your home, you want some pieces in the house that are a reflection of your life or what you've been through. You definitely need to check her out. You guys definitely need to do your research and find some black artists because there are some really, really, really dope artistic people out there. They're just not well known. And we all have a social media platform. I hate when people say, oh, I'm going to use my specific platform. We all have a platform. Use your platform to shed light on help other people, especially when it's businesses owned by people that look like you. It doesn't hurt anything to shout somebody out. It doesn't cost anything to share somebody's work. It's free and it's support and it's spreading the word. You get what I'm saying? Just like you would want it done for you. That's ultimately what it all comes down to is literally just treating people how you want to be treated. And we're back in our very familiar, warm ending place that is our word of the week. This week's word, I chose consciousness. Because we have to be conscious of the, the, the stigmas and the standards and the, the judgment that we place on other people because it's a reflection of how we feel ourselves, in my opinion. Like I said, I feel like it's a projection of your insecurities. It's a projection of your fears. It's a projection of your ignorance. When you are judgmental, when you are transphobic, homophobic, racist, all of those things that you you feel the need to just cast these standards and judgment against as any specific group of people. It's rooted in hypocrisy. I can't say it enough. And it's just, you're not conscious of the atmosphere that you create. You're not conscious of the facade that you put on because you yourself are a person that do that does these exact same things. But again, when it comes to any specific group of people, when they do it, then it's a problem. You're not conscious of what's going on around you. You're not conscious of the evolution that is happening in the world. Things are different. Times are changing. You're not getting with the program. You're not conscious of the world that you live in. So you have to be more cautious. You have to be more conscious of what's going on. 
You have to be cautious and conscious of what's going on. And on that note, if you made it this far, thank you for just rocking with me, kicking with me, chopping it up with me, all of that. I appreciate each and every one of y'all. The love, the support, it never goes unnoticed or unappreciated. And if you want to join the conversation in real time and share your personal thoughts and opinions, make sure you follow me on Instagram at the.melanatedmindset. That's where I'm going to be posting all the polls, the questions, the conversation starters, all of that. That's also going to be where you'll get to hear sneak peeks and previews into the episodes to come. It's going to be one hell of a ride. I hope y'all are ready. Until then, I'll see y'all same time, same place next week for hashtag Melanated Monday. And remember, the goal is to be good and do good. Until then, peace y'all.